Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Colony Drop, a Gundam podcast. My name is Brian. And my name is Isaac. This is your favorite Gundam podcast, where we talk about anything and everything that's related to Gundam. So that could be the lore... It could be anime series, Gundam models, which are all called Gunpla. It could be concepts and ideas related to Gundam. Even Gundam music. Isn't that right, Brian? That's right, Isaac. And today we have a topic about one of those concepts. And that is (laughs) something that you thought up, right, Isaac? Sort of. I'd, I'd almost say we both thought it up, if not every Gundam fan, every big fan has really thought of thought of it. Right, Brian? That's right. And that is... Gundam Plus as a subscription service. Right. We are in the golden age of subscription services, Isaac. You can just sign up to not own whatever it is you're buying and then permanently rent it for, for everything these days. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I can't say this is a, a change for the better now that we're in a world where everything's a subscription. <laughs> but um, you know what? I, it almost feels like we're moving in this direction like you said, for everything, but the the groundwork's already been laid by like Bandai and Sunrise, right? Like it, this isn't outside the realm of possibility. Not at all. And Gundam is one of those franchises that, that actually has enough things. It has a presence in enough different mediums to actually make this work. You know, if you only have movies or you only have manga, you probably can't make this work. But Gundam is all encompassing enough that I think this could actually work depending on what you want out of this service and and how much you would price it for. And putting even price aside, as fans, we've all thought of what we'd want as Gundam content and media. So essentially in our heads, this already exists, right? We, we already know what we want kind of fed to us on our, on our browsers, on our tablets, on our phones, on our televisions. However, this would be done as an app, as a service, we already have our ideas in our head thrown around and me and Brian are going to talk about or what we envision individually as far as appearing. And I imagine there's going to be a lot of overlap. <laughs> <laughs> probably. That's, that's probably fair. I think I have some unique ideas, but we'll see. Okay. Isaac, what do you want out of this thing? By the way, listeners, if you can think of a better name than Gundam Plus, by all means, let us know. This is just a <laughs> generic placeholder because everybody seems to be calling their thing plus these days. Everybody's taking the plus and just ran with it. <laughs> so, like, there it is. Boom. Yeah. Someone failed and didn't trademark plus. <laughs> unless that legal battle is going to be happening soon. But, um, but I really, and this kind of covers both of us, Brian, I assume. This goes without saying. There would, of course, be Gundam movies and anime series on it. Both new and old. Absolutely, yeah. And I guess before we even get too far into this, I'll say... All of our ideas here are ignoring any potential rights issues that would preclude any of this from happening because no one knows what those issues are unless you work at Bandai, Sunrise, etc. But yes, 100% agree. I think they have to have some anime on there. They might not be able to have all of them. I'm sure the ones that Netflix has, they wouldn't want to be on this service and etc. But I got to think, guys, you could at least give us the old stuff that no one really cares about, right? Like, just pile it all on there. The stuff that no one's watching and the stuff that no one's ever going to buy. Like, our one of our favorites, uh, MS Igloo. I mean, come on. Put that on there, right? Yeah, why not? Even though it's, like, it's subbed, um, I feel like it still works. It, it, a dub could be done later, but just throw it at us now and then release the dub in the future. If anything, that'll actually keep people on because they'll want to see the dub, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. I think they should put on some of the older series like that, that again, I, I don't think are highly in demand currently because the people that wanted to watch them have already seen them. 
and the people that haven't watched them and might want to watch it probably don't even know they exist or it's just too old that they wouldn't actively reach it out like actively go seek it out so i'm talking about like some of our favorites isaac like gundam x g gundam and then other stuff you could just put on there that i really don't think people are gonna buy on dvd except me and now it's like victory gundam (laughs) double zeta gundam (laughs) just you know i don't think there's a lot of value in holding those back so just put them on the service right just put them out subbed now if a dub happens great whether that's with humans or ai (laughs) but at this point content is king so just throw everything on the buffet and the fans will line up to eat it (laughs) what flavor is uh victory gundam isaac what what does that taste like (laughs) oh boy Victory Gundam is like the wings that they cooked, but they kind of left in the back, so they're not warm. <laughs> They've got some flavor, but like there's really better things to eat. <laughs> G Gundam is just pure dessert, I would think. Yeah, G Gundam is like children were put in charge of like putting together a dessert or something, right? <laughs> it's like really colorful. It's really sweet. I don't know. They called it like um, a bazooka cake or something. And like you look at it and you're like, what's that? <laughs> Double Zeta Gundam is a is a a box of the Bernie Bots like mystery flavor beans from Harry Potter. You don't know where you're oh, gonna yeah. get. <laughs> Some of them are like chocolate or licorice, and one of them's like vomit. <laughs> yep, yep. Those Moon Moon episodes. <laughs> There's other like anime type things that they could put on there too, Isaac. Like I'm thinking they could put on the things that normally would be considered DVD extras. They could put those on the service, like interviews, behind the scenes clips. Oh yeah absolutely the making of yeah we don't get those on streaming services right uh, so like where did all those things go they still exist they they could live on this service yeah that like if you're, depending on your streaming service you're lucky if you can go to like options or like the additional information section or whatever after like an episode and then like pull up like the two minutes where they go into the in depth in the episode or maybe there's a, an interview or something, but um, that whole industry of like the director's commentary or like the making of special feature for the animation or the character designs, that's all gone. Um, but bringing that back and that stuff has to exist even just among the, um, the animators themselves or the, the staff and uh, employees themselves. That'd be great. That'd just be even more content for people that are interested in that. And and it is still interesting, you know, animation and storyboarding and how the story gets made, the concept arts. It, that'd be great. Yeah, and I think the people who would subscribe to this are the people who would have interest in watching those things, right? If you're subscribing to a Gundam all-encompassing subscription service, anime and other things, which we haven't talked about yet, those are the people that want to watch that stuff. So just give it to them. You got it laying around. This is your chance to sell it to them, you know? I mean, uh, you're not really using it otherwise. Exactly, yeah. And dare I say, they might be one of the few streaming services that would offer something like that, but it would go so well hand-in-hand with animation because of just the creativity involved and how technical it is, as opposed to something like, you know, a lot of the times behind the scenes of movies, it's just kind of people standing around talking or you you see like the camera filming another camera filming a scene. (laughs) (laughs) Which is great and all, but uh, animation is different, right? Because this is a wholly pure world of pure imagination. Right, yeah. Yeah, I would love to see, you know, old clips of uh, Tamino-san running around directing people. That that would be hilarious. (laughs) Isaac, there's also, like, 
older stuff that they've never really released or over here that they could just sub and put on the service like and these are things i would say most people even if you're a decent gundam fan you probably haven't watched i mean i haven't watched a lot of these things like the short where uh Amuro first showed up in that zeta gundam it's called green divers there's like other oh, wow. weird shorts that like i found on the on the wiki that i've never watched like ring of gundam and mission to the rise like if you go read some of this stuff some of it's like pretty out there like it, it's definitely not in continuity or it doesn't really fit but it's pretty interesting and like wow. they've just got it kind of sitting there like they're not really using it and so like this would be the perfect home for those weird older one-off type of things that you don't really hear about anymore absolutely they're not gonna put these out on dvd isaac like i just don't understand why you don't use them no no this is all just aging content that's in an archive really and i imagine each year blu-ray and dvd sales just continue to plummet Blu-ray may be still around longer, of course, but DVD, I'm sure, is is in minimal numbers at this point. Like you were saying right now, old type of content like that that we haven't seen, there's so many super deformed SD content that was done in like comedic tones mm. that we also haven't seen because that's pretty big in Japan, you know, definitely bigger than here. That's right. And I think actually they just announced uh, that they will release this one sort of, I think it was like an SD type show called Gundam Son. That one's going to come out on DVD here, sub only, I would assume. But yeah, not, I still still no word on, I think, the original series from the, whatever it was, the 80s and 90s. I don't remember when they came out, but still no word on that. But yeah, to your point, this would be the perfect avenue for that. The, like, again, these are the people that would watch those things. So I'll pay my $3 a month or however much this is going to cost and, you know, sign me up for all that stuff. I'd be super excited. My last anime slash like movie idea, Isaac, is there's a lot of, this is something that's fairly unique to Gundam as a franchise. Uh, Other big franchises, I guess, would have this too, but there's a lot of really cool video game cutscenes that are out there. Like you can watch on YouTube, but they're not really like officially collected anywhere. That would be so cool if they could like gather them in one place and you could watch them on the service because a lot of them are really neat that feature suits that are not really in other animation especially in like the playstation playstation 3-ish era there was a lot of those cool cutscenes. right they only exist like on youtube now and even then it's kind of you have to play a game with the search um the search algorithm to find them <laughs> yeah you got to watch the let's play for 45 minutes until it gets to, <laughs> you're like there's the cutscene i heard about yeah just speed up scrolling but yeah it'd be great to see those two that that could even be its own dive or segment within like Gundam video games. If you really wanted to, you could do streaming exclusive for Gundam video games, but I'm kind of branching out from animation specific. But yes, a lot of the animation was kind of unique since it was a lot of what ifs, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, absolutely. In- including that would be great. Or it was just unique anime in general for like fighting games or other types of games that um showed us maybe victory scenes or losing scenes, game over scenes <laughs> that we really didn't see in any anime series because it didn't happen <laughs> a lot of those gear and greed scenarios yeah i love those how many times have we asked for that on this <laughs> podcast but, uh, never to your point about video games unless you have more anime to talk about no no that was it i mean it really just goes without saying that we'd of course like the new content and the old content on there that's already been animated specifically for animation as a topic yeah so i'm sure they would want to put you know the newest show out on the other more profitable platforms whether it's Crunchyroll or netflix or whatever but eventually you would hope that you know which from mercury comes for a little bit or at least temporarily but to your point about video games i didn't actually have this on my list but i think i thought about writing it down and i didn't are you envisioning like uh i forgot what google's service was like stadia where you stream video games like they could they could do that here as long as they had the rights from all the 
you know, I don't know who the rights holders are for the old video games, but there's a ton of video games that you really can't, there's not really good access to anymore if they're old, you know, like, no, how do you get those PS1, PS2, PS3 games at this point? You'd have to hope that like an emulator exists for them. That's about it. If there's a roundabout way for Gundam Plus to stream those, I guess it would be done. There'd, there'd be diehard gamer fans, I assume, that'd be wanting to um, stream them if they know they'd be put on uh, Gundam Plus. But um, yeah, to my knowledge, that's really the only way to get like the old games. You have to pray and hope that somehow it was like that code was copied online and you can <laughs> just emulate it. <laughs> Yeah, like the guy, uh, so one of our, uh, a friend of the show, the, the guy who did the voice of uh, Tomino-san on our uh, <laughs> episode, uh, he, he actually dropped off his uh, his PS1 or PS2 disc for um, Gundam Battle Assault 2, Isaac. So I have it sitting here oh, wow. on my desk. I don't have a, a PlayStation to play it on, but uh, <laughs> I do have the game. But like, you know, how many people kept all their discs in good in good condition? So to your point, if, if you have to go play these things on emulators, I guess what I'm asking for is they should give us an official way to consume those games not necessarily battle assault 2 because that's a, it's a fighting game that's probably a bad example but i'm talking about the ones that have more story content there should be a more official way to consume that material that doesn't require you to seek out an emulator i'd almost say the way to kind of sidestep this and like get almost guarantee get it done is they do a live play even in japan of the old games right they, yeah. they do almost like a little mini convention of having the gamers live stream it and um that's how we'd capture it and that could be fun they could you know yeah as the streams would happen they could give information about the the mission and the 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 characters and they could do new art and stuff and they could you know hype it up and you could tune in if you wanted to i think it could be really fun you know it doesn't have to be the whole point of the service but it could be a pretty cool feature that i don't really think other services would have and again i think that's pretty unique to gundam the only other franchises that could do that the closest one is star wars Isaac, because like marvel has a lot of video games but they're all not really in this not that like gundam video games are completely canon or anything and i i know canon is a weird word in the gundam universe but but at least all the games are are, a lot of them are hypothetically like could happen in the canon so star wars again is the closest thing i could think of that has that much material maybe star trek too there's not as many star trek games though (sighs) i'm trying to think like yeah i I guess almost any of the major sci-fi stories go back you know the genres go back so they could kind of do it, but Gundam itself still has like a thriving player base. I guess Star Trek does too, and of course Star Wars, but I don't know. There, there's something about Gundam, I think, where it just translates itself better as opposed to just trying to imagine people doing like a Star Trek Plus <laughs> yeah, 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 where they stream themselves playing Star Trek online. I don't think we should underestimate those Trekkies though, Isaac. They're pretty, I mean, they have like the uniforms and everything. They're pretty serious. True, but I feel like, I don't know what it is changing pop culture or what have you but i feel like those demographics have aged and oh, could be yeah the, the younger influx is not there as much as it should be yeah i wonder how those new star trek shows are doing do you think they're it's, it's not, it seems like they're doing okay they keep making them mm, i guess so but part of me thinks they're mostly like fan servicey right because they got the picard which is for pretty much people that grew up watching picard like yeah. gen xers right or above yeah um they've got like the strange new worlds which uniform wise, it's clearly a throwback to the original series for people that like the original series. Yeah. I think discovery might be kind of like the modern hip one, but <laughs> I, I think that might've been met with some mixed uh, criticism. Got it. Well, if you're a fan of star Trek, let us know how it's going. That's similar to this in that there's a lot of one franchise on one service and beyond star Trek, I'm not sure there's a whole lot of reason to subscribe to that service. <laughs> so you might as well call it star Trek plus, right? 
Yeah, I <laughs> STP. Um, <laughs> no, no offense to CBS or whatever it is. I guess that would work, other than it being owned already by CBS. But I wouldn't describe Star Trek as like a meta genre in a way. Well, no, it it is. It's just in a bizarre way because of just how closely tied I think it is to like always being with a studio because it's a show as opposed to an anime, which we, we almost never associate animes with like their studios, right? They're almost just sort of a, an item standing on their own as an individual. Yeah, that's true. I mean, every, every now and then an anime becomes synonymous with its studio, but there's very rarely a sequel to that anime. So like, for example, everyone knows uh, the studio who did, you know, Full Metal Alchemist or Cowboy Bebop or something. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Besides old content and even content for old games or old games themselves be streamed, Brian, what else did you have on your little dream list for peering on Gundam Plus? Well, I think a big category here that we haven't mentioned yet, Isaac, is digital manga. Digital manga. Wow. What, that's, that's almost a, uh, a new compound term. Why don't you tell <laughs> us all what digital manga is? Look, I've come to terms with the fact that most Gundam manga, and there's a lot of it, there's so much of it that I just have to assume that most of it will never be published in hard copy in English, right? But that doesn't mean you couldn't just translate it and put it on the service digitally. I mean, digital comics are doing fairly well, I think. You know, Marvel sells its Marvel Unlimited Pass. DC has something very similar. So why don't, as part of this service, they add all the manga that they're never going to publish and translate into English in hard copy? Just give it all to us digitally. They already have a lot of the old stuff that they don't reprint, that they print, you know, that they translated um, over the last 20 years. That some of it's really expensive now. If you want to go get a hard copy, they've got the original Blue Destiny series. You've got Kazuhisa Kondo's 0079, which they should—I don't think they ever even translated the last three volumes. They should put that on the service. They've got Lost War Chronicles. They've got uh, most of Ecole du Ciel. They've got all the Astray series for the Seed fans. They've got all those various Gundam Wing mangas. I think they just finished, not that long ago, translating the Glory of Losers Wing series that like incorporates and sort of smooths out the story. But in addition to those ones that they've already translated, Isaac, they could start translating some of the older ones that people aren't going to buy in print and put them on the service. You know, those are some of the ones we've talked about. F90, Silver right, Formula yeah. F91. There's Gundam Legacy. I think people would love if they started translating something like Char's Deleted Affair. That has a lot of volumes, Isaac. I don't know if anyone would really buy it in print, because I don't know that the print manga market is doing too well. But if you released a chapter every two weeks or something, people would read it for a reasonable price. So as like a digital manga, what you're thinking is, you know, using your remote, you just sort of scroll page to page, left to right, reading them? Well, in terms of actually how the service would work, I think it would depend. You'd have to have multiple apps. You'd have to have a you know, desktop app, a phone app, okay, TV app. And yeah, you'd have to adapt your viewer for whatever you're trying to read. So manga might be a little more difficult on the TV to navigate. But yeah, I mean, really, it's all just point and click and left and right. You can go page by page. It's doable. I, I wouldn't suggest people read the manga on their TV. No. But they could certainly read it on their phone or their tablet or their desktop. I mean, I envision this, Isaac, as like an all-encompassing service where it's... It's more about franchise engagement. Like, let me consume all of the Gundam content I can in all the forms. Give me all the forms. This is this is my ticket to all the different Gundam media out there. I can definitely see it working like that. In fact, that's a very quick way to get the, the content up, right? Just throw up the anime that we already have, the screen captures of that. But I, I feel like if it baked a little bit in the stew, it might be even better. If you recall... 
there was that short with Shima and Gato where oh, yeah. we were essentially just watching animated cells, right? Yep, Segments yep. of an anime <laughs> colored with voiceover and, you know, zooming in or out or across the pages. Just present the manga like that and it, it just becomes a, a much more um, cinematic experience. It's like halfway between animated series and manga. Yeah, that's a great idea to make that older content more accessible to new people who haven't read it and like kind of refresh it almost that's that's a pretty good idea and we were it would require a lot less effort than doing a full anime series i like that and then in addition to those old mangas isaac that they've already translated the ones that are old that no one's gonna buy then they should at least put some sort of premium manga on the service that people would actually want to read that it's maybe newer or more popular or well known because there's certain manga in the gundam franchise that when you say it people perk up right those mangas are things like Crossbone. There's a whole segment of the fandom that loves Crossbone. There's Gundam Sentinel. I know there's a lot of Gundam Sentinel fans out there. The, I'd say the latest one is probably like Moon Gundam. A lot of people really like Moon Gundam. Maybe start translating that. Put it on the service. If you're not going to publish it, you're not using it otherwise. This is your opportunity to use it. Yeah, it might as well, right? That'll just be so much more content. And some people will want to read manga, especially now. This is kind of the, the phase we're at now. But they dare not actually get the physical book. Right. We're at an yeah. interesting point where I think the numbers of printed books being purchased are back up higher than digital. But I, I really don't see us going back to a world where people just have, you know, volumes of books in their house as opposed to much more easily carried, stored uh, digital versions. If people our age, Isaac, can never afford big houses, <laughs> then maybe people will bring back their libraries. But until uh, <laughs> until the target market that's supposed to be reading this stuff has that buying power, I think digital is a really great way for them to consume the content because there's so much of it, Isaac. If you wanted to collect all the Gundam manga, that would be your your house's library. You'd have no, no room for anything else. Even I, as a big Gundam fan who loves print stuff, there's no way I, I would even try to do that. There's just too much. That's why digital has to be the answer here. Yeah, at that point, you need like a manga subscription service that like rotates volumes out of your house. You know, in and out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and maybe libraries are the answer, but I don't think manga really holds up in libraries. People probably tear those things apart. So, but yeah. So anyway, I, I think manga is a, a gold mine here, Isaac. There's just so much of it that they could fill the service with and, and fill up space and make, make it worth those $3 a month. Like if, you know, I, again, I'm saying $3 a month. I forget how much Crunchyroll is, but it's not very expensive. But for $3 a month, man, I would read a lot of Gundam manga, Isaac. <laughs> You'd get your $3 worth. I, I would, absolutely. <laughs> the other thing I was thinking of that's not really manga-related, but it's sort of similar, so I'm going to bring it up here. There are these things in Japan. Um, I think they're commonly referred to as MOOCs, which are like model books. So it's like model books, M-O-O-K-S, MOOCs. Wow. And these are those things you've seen. It's like the magazine, like Gundam Weapons. or It's just like a magazine about the various Gundam models. It's all professional modelers that do the models. And they have really cool, like, custom versions, and they have little, not stories, but, you know, like, oh, this is a, this custom Gelgoog is meant to work in the desert or something like that. And it has little stuff in there about how they made the model and how they think it would, it would work and the story and all this stuff. They should translate those and put them on the service digitally. Like, again, again, they're not, clearly, Isaac, they're not going to publish these in English or they would have done so over the last 20 years. But if you've got all this stuff and all you got to do is, is scan it and translate it. I don't see why you don't try to use it. I guess I'm saying the same thing for all this stuff here. They have all this stuff on the shelf. They're not using it. But I think people would, would like the MOOCs, especially if you're into modeling. Yeah, absolutely. And dare I say, uh, 
there's no reason an AI can't scan over that the Japanese kanji and then instantly turn it into English or whatever language the, the settings on the, the streaming platform are set to for that particular uh, customer. <laughs> Isaac's already full on in uh, Gundam GPT, as you can see, listeners. So. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm all aboard it. I, I support Skynet. And we're, you know what? We're going to crush <laughs> the humans. <laughs> <laughs> what was next on your list, Isaac? Okay. So we kind of touched on this a bit for models. But I absolutely, completely believe that people would love watching other people build models, either as in a tutorial format or in a second show as like almost competitive. You could even do like um, just competition shows of finished products, not even showing the builds of the final versions that are just painted and looking good, whether it's, um, you know, best group, best uh, unique design, best perfect uh, replication there's just so much that could be done with models and i i feel like uh gunplay is such a big part of the community that there'd absolutely be a consistent number of viewers for those particular shows on the platform isaac that's 100 percent agree this is on my list as well hosting yeah. model contests like you said I, I would want it to be very interactive like i'm kind of surprised they don't do this on twitch already like there are people on twitch who will build gundam models and you can go watch them but that's not officially like endorsed right like they should be right. fostering that there's a thing that comic stores will do there's a, a service called the comic book shop locator service where you can go on this website and plug in your zip code and it'll show you all the comic book stores around you they should have one of those but for hobby stores or like where you can find gumpla they should have a whole modeling section of this service direct the community to where they need to go to like get these things and then when they get them engage them to be like oh watch the stream we'll show how to build this etc etc and then get them to vote on all those categories that you mentioned i i don't know anything about logistics or supply chain but i would assume in this day and age there there has to be a database of where these models were shipped for their final destination to sell right <laughs> so you should be able to very easily point your customer point your fans in the right direction where they can actually buy you know, we all have phones. There's no reason you can't put a little QR code on every box now that as you scan it, you know, it'll immediately uh, tie to your Gundam Plus account or even create one for you and then just give you the invite to, hey, why don't you uh, keep track of your build and share it with all of us? That's a great point. And so I'm glad you brought that up. So Isaac, I don't know if you remember this, but this is something that I, th I think Gundam Plus should bring this back. If you were a Gundam fan in around our time, in the mid 2000s, when they first tried to bring Gundam models over here, Isaac, I think we even included it in our Gunpla episode way back when, was the original episode, or the original commercial, remember, where it was like, they remember they gave all the Gundams levels, right? And they said, oh, this one's a level oh, three, yeah. this one's a level four. So it's not, I don't want them to bring back the level promotion per se, but there was a really cool thing that they had as part of that campaign. And I don't think many people remember this because I could barely find it on the internet. I only found like two things about it. There was a blog called Anime of Yesteryear that had some pictures, and then I found one other guy somewhere that had some pictures. But there was this campaign where inside the model there was a, a, a form, and you could fill the form out, cut out the UPC on the model, and send it to Bandai. And depending on the level of the model kit, I think you also had to send him like $5 or something, some nominal fee. They would send you, Isaac, uh, an exclusive pin. They called it a, I think they called it a medal, but it was, it was like a decent heavy-duty pin. There was Gundam themed. There was a set of pins for level one, a set of pins for level two, and you could kind of collect them all if you, you know, got enough models and sent them in. 
So we should bring that back to your point of tracking your build. You could scan the QR code or whatever it is, or even just type it in. Give the fans an opportunity to you know manage and and catalog their collection, and they can upload photos, and people could like search them. And again, it could be very interactive. There could be an official forum for them to like comment on them and stuff. So I think they should bring that back. That two-way outreach, right? We're buying their stuff. I think there should be that physical, like tangible fan engagement. And an example of that is that pin that they would send out. Like that would be really cool if you could collect, collect all these pins or it doesn't have to be pins or whatever. I'm just saying that was a good example of like an interactive fan engagement. And I think they should bring something like that back as part of this service. I feel like that would be something that's not only good for the service but like very good for social media right because people would almost be able to like i don't want to use the word bragging but you'd want to share like your accomplishments right so you could share that through social media and the versions of the metals themselves if that's what's used could even be just replicated digitally you know so they they appear on your streaming profile or other people's profile as like they're being you know live streamed on what they're building or a previous build yeah and they could even do like you know the uh federation rank insignias or something or you know or zeon or whatever you know you pick your side pick your faction like that could be the different medals it could be you know various ranks you go up the ranks or something like that but yeah to your point once you make it that social aspect i think it might catch on and it could be a hub of the service we'll say do you feel like it should be the medals themselves or a digital version would be better like i don't know a part of me doesn't think bandai or sunrise would put down the money for the physical medals again although that'd be really cool (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the, the physical pins you're right they, they would probably default to digital i would always hope for the physical because i like physical stuff but even if they did digital i think that would be better than nothing i think it's about the engagement more than anything else so pessimistically i think you're right i, I think physical would be a pipe dream at this point but um so I'll, I'll post a link to what i'm talking about you know they're older pins so maybe they don't hold up as much now but if you think about like okay back then that was pretty neat if we did that today you know we could make it better so yeah i think i had two of my like i had one that was like a sand rock pin and then one that was gpo one with the, the full vernian that's pretty neat i miss those things isaac my other idea on models and marvel does this or they used to do it with their marvel unlimited service which is their subscription comic service i don't know if this would be possible but maybe I, and again i'm going to ignore price point right here but i think if you're a member of this service for a year you should get an exclusive 144th scale model wow just mailed to you <laughs> of what i don't know some something that's relevant for that year like for this year i would send everyone oh. a special color version of the gundam aerial interesting so like a, an exclusive to the streamers almost the subscribers exactly whether it's a clear color version or a gold version or a silver version or something something unique that you can't buy in the store that would attract people to the service it sounds great but part of me thinks the number crunching corporate side would just say no this is this is a streaming service it's supposed to cost you know peanuts to run because it's really just the servers we're paying for and sending something physically to who knows how many (laughs) (laughs) subscribers we end up having is it's just going to be an added cost like maybe give them a discount code that'd be different but like just giving them a model okay that's fine yeah maybe you have the opportunity to buy it or something like that (laughs) We're going to be in the red in day one. <laughs> well, I, but that's so that's something I didn't talk about. I don't even think this service should be viewed as, the, as a main way of making profit. I think break even would be a good goal because this, to me, this is more about like improving fan engagement with the franchise. Like, because what do you compete on today? You compete. There's so many options. You compete on people's time. 
So you want to give people more opportunities to spend their time with the Gundam franchise in a way that makes them want to come back. And so if you do this right, I think they would naturally buy more models just by watching more series and reading more manga and playing, seeing more video games. That's how we found all the mobile suits that we like, right, Isaac? And, how, and that's how we found right. all the stories we like. So if you give them more opportunities to do that, then I don't think this necessarily has to make its money by itself, but it would maybe cause people to go buy more stuff in general. So it, it's almost like quasi-promotional in a way, right? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, absolutely. It's kind of viewed as like advertising, actually. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. Okay, I can see it working in that way. I just I, I just hope for the lifetime of it, for to, to increase its lifespan, that too much stuff isn't done by like Bandai or Sunrise that would like put it into the red and get it shut down. Absolutely, yeah. We got to keep this thing going. So if, if I could just aim for break even instead of profitability, I would be okay with that. And to your point, maybe I'm not sending him a model, but maybe I'm sending him the ability to buy that model and is reasonably priced. You know, I, I totally hear what you're saying. But yeah, Marvel did that with Marvel Unlimited. Now, now the price point on Marvel Unlimited is about seventy to eighty dollars a year, so it's probably a little more expensive. But they would send you a, a six-inch figure every year. I don't know if they still do that. But that figure was always unique. Uh, you really couldn't get it any other way. So that that's where I got this idea. That's pretty generous <laughs> of Marvel. Maybe maybe the numbers in my head are like so different, and it can be pulled off at like almost no cost. Well, again, I I don't think they send the figure anymore, so maybe that's why they don't oh. do it anymore. But okay. <laughs> but you know. <laughs> Well, we'll see. We'll see when they actually do the numbers. I mean, at sunset, we can really only throw our numbers together, and they're not always accurate. Look, but <laughs> sunset is about ideas, and ideas <laughs> have no... You can't put a price on ideas, right? <laughs> at sunset, our ideas have no numbers. <laughs> they're numberless. <laughs> How dare you put a number on our ideas? We're sunset. This is where the sun goes down. <laughs> Brian... Did you have anything, shall I say, out of left field, anything a little wacky and wild or fun for this this service? So my last two ideas, I don't think they were very wacky, but one of them was kind of what Gundam Info has been doing. Or they've started to try to do it, which was those like, you know, when they had that Gundam conference and they would have the live stream for the events and things like that they should do more of that and they could do th- more of that through this service more live stream of, of like live events that probably would normally only remain you know japanese only but if they could do more of that and translate it you know for the english speaking audience i think that would be a good one the other one is just more interviews and q a's with creators and designers they you know they could give opportunity for english fans or whoever you know who, however many countries this service goes into to ask questions to the creators and designers that maybe normally they wouldn't. Because I don't know how else you'd really ask these people questions if you don't live in Japan. Uh, you'd have to hope that they go to, like, an anime expo, you know, either in L.A. or New York. I mean, generally, they're not going to go to some small expo, typically. Like, for example, Isaac, I found out that uh, one of the designers we like, Mika Akitaka, uh-huh. you know, he, he designed uh, a few of the things in 0083 that we really enjoy. He, he actually went to AX uh, 2022, so we missed him. He was there last oh my- year. God. Yeah, he did the art on the on the program. So I was like looking up to see if he had an art book the other day, and uh, he he does, but it's only for like the mobile suit girls, those, those things. But yeah, all, uh, also coming up on eBay was like <laughs> his his programs that he did for AX twenty two, and I was like, damn, like I would have liked to go <laughs> and seen him there. We, so. we could have, yeah, we could have roped him into a, an interview. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can just see you in the middle of the crowd yelling out, I love the noise, Zeal. Yeah. I'll, I'll be dressed as Bodybuilder Delaz yelling <laughs> in the back. 
There's no way he could ignore you if you did that. I keep running to the front and interrupting whoever's asking questions. <laughs> you just just move them out of the way. Tell us about the ideals of Zeon. <laughs> <laughs> so those are the last two things on my list. Did you have anything else on your list, Isaac? So something kind of funny, wacky, and um, I think a lot of people would get a kick out of, and also very popular in Japan, would be a Gundam Idol show. <laughs> Where people wow. sing Gundam songs, whether intros or outros, right? Yeah. They just think that'd be fun and silly. And it'd be kind of like karaoke, which is huge in Japan and even big here. But um, I don't know. And that popped into my head because as fans, we always have our intros and outros that we like. And we probably all sing them while driving or listening to them at some point alone. <laughs> and uh, we know the lyrics, even if we can't really completely capture the bright pronunciation of the Japanese words. So I think that I think that definitely be something fun. And people would probably kind of watch that to just, you know, laugh and stuff or say oh wow you know that person really has the pipes to pull off that that Gundam intro (laughs) (laughs) that's actually pretty brilliant I would definitely watch that my my son though he's he's three and a half and he actually really likes that one song from double 83 back to paradise that plays I think when they're training with the powered gym yeah yeah it's the version of um the winner right that's kind of not the winner <laughs> yeah it's 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 sung by the same uh you know artist yeah. but yeah 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 so he, he like he goes what song is that dad and i go well it's a it's called yeah. back to paradise <laughs> it's, <yeah. laughs> it's the perfect song to listen to before your base is attacked by zeon troops <laughs> yeah so i added it to his playlist so you know we we go from like abcs to like back to paradise randomly if you're on, if you're on shuffle that's pretty cool your son has good tastes one, one other thing I thought of that'd be kind of fun and for uh, maybe maybe not just me, but definitely the lore fans, but um, also just fans in general who've watched a lot of anime or a lot of Gundam would be um, sort of like a Jeopardy-type trivia show almost, you know, where they're contestants and they get kind of quizzed on like uh, different Gundam facts or stuff like that that you could really only pick up by watching the series or maybe even knowing about the series and some of the the history and stuff behind it or the making of. So yeah, I, I figure that's maybe a lower priority, but definitely something I think fans would like. You know what, Isaac, that is a fantastic idea. And I didn't want to bring this up because we Uh-oh. didn't get to do it. And I, no one better take my damn idea, but I'm going to say it anyway. When like the brochures or whatever was, were going out for anime expo 2023, there was a form that you could fill out to like request a panel, like to, to, to host a panel. And I was thinking, Isaac, that we should do a Gundam trivia panel where we host the trivia and give wow. away prizes. One, I don't know if anyone would show up, but I think it would be pretty cool. <laughs> you imagine one person shows up. <laughs> we'll just use all the prizes ourselves if no one shows up. But we missed it this year, so we'll have to try again for AX 2024. So if you live in the area and would come to our trivia panel, let me know, because I think it would be a lot of fun. What is the cost in hosting a panel? Like, I, I don't there, know, but the thing is you can't, I don't, they have to like let you in, right? They have to choose okay. to, to so give you the panel yeah. slot because I assume that more people apply than they have slots, but I feel okay. like we might actually have a chance since we have like a podcast that yeah. is at least somewhat legitimate. Okay. It might be a situation where they're like, look, we have the convention center, fill these rooms, you know, like it's, right. it's not a question of, well, who can we charge these rooms to, <laughs> you know? Right, right. Yeah. No, they absolutely. I don't know if there's a fee or whatever it is. It's a, the, the fee is some nominal fee. Right. I think it's more of a question. There's just so many people that probably want to do it. 
I think we at least have a little bit of a shot because they can actually go look uh, look us up and, and say, oh, look, these people, they, they do something. But yeah, I think that'd be fun. So if, if anyone out there would, would want to go to a Gundam trivia panel next AX, let me know and we will uh, remember to send in the form on time this time. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's torpedoed, but I applaud your vision. And why shouldn't we do it, right? As no, long as we get enough people to actually show up. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, you don't know, right? Because it, it's not yeah. like you take spots, right? It just appears in the program, people show up. But I think that'd be fun. I like trivia. Yeah. I would go. And if we just promise prizes, people show up. Yeah, if one person shows up, you can't get all the prizes. Like, the end of, end <laughs> yeah. of discussion. Like, you well, know. Well, here you go. <laughs> this isn't a race where, like, if you show up by yourself, you win. You know, <laughs> we don't do those rules. I would still make them answer all the questions, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're competing with yourself. We we would have to make different levels of trivia, right? Like some for kids, some for so-so fans. And then, you know, I'd get like a good master grade and have like, I don't know, the really hard <laughs> questions, you know, people f- square off for that one. What kind of tea did that admiral that got nuked in 0083 keep drinking? <laughs> and justify your answer. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the end of my list, Isaac. Do you have anything else on yours? No, that was it. But I, I feel like the foundation's there. It's it's probably being discussed in at least one room at bandai or sunrise just unleash it and give us like a centralized way to consume gundam content and uh the rest is history absolutely so listeners tell us what you want in a hypothetical gundam plus subscription service you want anime you want manga you want gundam idol you want gundam models tell us what you want what did we not mention really be curious to hear your thoughts and then let us know how much you'd uh pay for something like this would you pay for this? Is this like a non-starter for you? Or does this sound actually pretty good? Because I think it could work at the right price point. So I'm in. Let us know. Absolutely. Yeah. Share your thoughts and uh, it'll be here sooner or later. All righty, Isaac, take us away. All right, listeners, before you go to sleep tonight, stand next to your bed, put your hands together, get on your knees, look up at the ceiling and hail Gundam Plus. Good night, everybody. <laughs>